Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The only people who don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and bet online. That's right, the back end of the NFL and of course the NBA, NHL, golf, Masters, you name it, all the sports coming up together here. Bet online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and info. Bet online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action and remember to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, friends of the ML Sports Platter, you know what? There is no such thing as downtime here on the show. Even during the various off-seasons, I'm thinking about free agent signings, coaching changes, draft picks, and more. St. Bonaventure University kickstarted my journalism career. They have a long-standing reputation for training award-winning journalists like Woj from ESPN and Mike Vaccaro at the New York Post. Back when we all got our degrees, we attended SBU's campus in upstate New York. These days, you can earn your Master of Arts in Sports Journalism from the comfort of your home. Visit sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com to learn how students follow high professional standards while telling nuanced stories about the sports we love. Schedule some time with one of their super helpful enrollment advisors to guide you through their course content, program outcomes, and where the program could lead you. You'll not only learn from experienced faculty, but also accomplished alums who shape the program. You don't need any writing or broadcasting experience to apply, and there's no application fee or GRE, GMAT requirement. The program is entirely online and can be completed in less than two years. How about that? What are you waiting for? Head on over to sbujournalism.com today to learn more. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Welch and Company Jewelers, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Bonnet Sales and Service, and Burn Dairy. Hey, go gas up your vehicle at participating locations if you're in and around Central New York. Burn Dairy, it's all good. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well. The friends of the program, Daryl Abert, Bob Lindsley, and the Swan and Whitaker families. We bring him in, the Lacrosse Hall of Famer, a guy who I love to talk to and have had him on many, many shows. We're going to get into some SU hoops and to some SU lacks. It's my guy. Charlie Lockwood. Charlie, welcome back. Great to be back, Mike. It has been a while, and uh, look forward to talking a little Q's hoop and Q's lacks. Yeah, no doubt. And so one of my favorite things, just so people know, is when SU basketball has a horrific loss, I'm ready to go grabbing my phone in the eh, maybe 645, 7 to see how many texts Charlie Lockwood throws my way on a Sunday morning or a Saturday? So just letting you know that. You know, just letting you know that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and that's okay. I mean, you got to be able to, to to talk about and text and communicate with someone that uh, has the similar interest, and I, and I know you do. Um, I'm passionate about, obviously, Q's athletics. And, you know, my, my former uh, teammate at Syracuse, you know, Red Autry's, you know, taking on a huge challenge, you know. Um, by stepping into the role of head coach at Syracuse and, and all the pressure that comes with that, you know. There's no doubt about it. But what what bothers – I mean, I know that you and I have texted privately about a lot of stuff with this program, but, um, you know, what what is it that bothers you the most? I, I've seen all the things that, that bother you, but it, what's the thing that bothers you the most? Is it is it the blowout, you know, part where they get into that at Virginia, at Duke, at Carolina – at wake situation is it losing to a couple of teams that 
are in your wheelhouse or maybe below your wheelhouse? Is it the overall state of the pro? I mean, this is a transition year, obviously, as we know, and you just alluded to it. Is it something sure. else? Is it the way they play? Is it the system that you don't like? like what's what's the, your number one pain here? Mike, I think, you know, again, I'm a passionate Syracuse alum. So I think that's important to know because sometimes, you know, I know you're a Bonnie guy, you know what I mean? And But, but it's your job to report on Syracuse hoops as objectively and, you know, neutral as you can. But, you know, when I think about, like, the, the Syracuse program this year, the, the one thing that stands out for me, Mike, and I've been so close to this program for 30, 35 years, going back to Pearl Washington, you know, he was my favorite player, and, and, and being able to walk onto the team and being part of Jim Beheim's program was awesome. For all the years that I can remember, Mike, I've never seen a team that going against like competition or maybe a step above us talent-wise on paper where when we get into certain situations in the game and we're down 10, 15, 20 points, I feel as a, a, a you know just a super fan that I have the feeling inside, and I know this is awful to say, but I just don't feel like we can come back because we're getting down by 10 or 15 points in some of these games, Mike, and then it balloons out to 20, 25, potentially 30. And it seems like when we get into adversity and we're dealing with things and things aren't going our way, the other team goes on a 10-0 run, 12-0 run, whatever it is, it seems like on the offensive end, too, that the continuity starts to break down. It seems like guys are doing maybe a little bit more one-on-one and other guys are watching. And it happens fast. And we're settling for 18 and 20-foot Right, off balance jump shots, and it happens Not fast. Exactly yeah, and it yes. happens fast, right? I mean, it's like miss, miss, they get three, miss three, another turnover, a bucket, down fifteen, yeah, boom, in in a snap of a finger. In fact, the Wake Forest game bothered me the most, and I'm sure you would agree, because they're in that group of like, okay, kind of like you, maybe a little bit below whatever. And I know it's a road game, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I had to add this in to what you yeah. just said. At Duke, at Carolina, I, I can always just go, okay, like. Duke, Carolina are on another level. And I, you know, for, for as much as Syracuse fans love their team and they want to, you're never going to be them. Just like Clemson and Alabama ruled college football, sometimes you just deal with it. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, as we talk, they just did it again. Sometimes you just go, okay, they're them and we're us. And no matter how hard you try, you're never going to be Tiger Woods. But when you lose to Wake that way, and Charlie in the first five minutes, that game was over. Yeah. That's the one yeah, that they, gets me more than Duke, Carolina, Virginia, any of them. It's those ones right there. Mike, I, I don't care, and I, it's hard for me to accept this, so I'm just going to say it. In no world that I come from or planet that anyone comes from should Syracuse University basketball not be competitive with these teams. And by competitive, this is what I mean. It doesn't mean that they, they run the table and they beat Duke at Duke or North Carolina at North Carolina. Well, come on, they they need to be competitive. And I, when I say competitive, I'm talking like, you know, eight, ten points, you know, in the last few minutes of the game, Mike, yeah. you and I are on the edge of our seat in a one, two, or three possession game where we're starting to do the math in our head. Okay, it's only two possessions. If right. they miss a foul shot, we all we got to do is bang a three. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's when it gets interesting and competitive in games. You know, the last two or three minutes of, of six out of their seven losses, maybe I'll, – well, at least five of them 
the game has been over. Oh, way over. It, 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 yeah. it was way over. Yeah. We're not sitting on the edge of our seats in the last two minutes biting our nails. That's just not the way it's, it's working. So to me, that's been the most disappointing thing. And I, in all my years with Coach Bayheim, I don't remember this many losses in uncompetitive situations. So I, I don't know what the combination is, but like the, the recent news, like with Benny Williams, you know, being let go off the team, it was obvious then, Mike, that it's not just on-the-court performance here. There were some things going on behind the scenes, and Benny Williams, is. this is a, a well-documented situation with him. This didn't start last week or the week before that. This has been going on for a couple years, okay? And and so may, hopefully that's it. Like, we don't know. I mean, Mike, we're only privy to certain news and, and things that are, you know, told to you and, and things that I hear and things like that, but... Who knows? Maybe there's some other things going on. Or when you that. do see on camera that he and Red Autry bumped each other, right? That's crazy. Okay. Mike. Now, now Mike. West Durham. Hey, West Durham. I was doing a game with West Durham, and I, I, or no, it wasn't West. It was um, it wasn't West, but it was um. No, it was. It was West Durham and Dan Bonner. It was. It was that game. And 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 West. They seemed to think, oh, you know, they were just kind of walking. I completely disagreed. I thought completely and utterly right on camera. They absolutely bumped each other, and they meant to. Mike, the thought that was going through my head, and this is complete speculation, right? I'm I'm speculating now. But when the university sees that, right, whether it's the athletic director, the chancellor, whatever. The thing that goes through my mind is that's completely unacceptable. Yeah. And I'm get, I'm going to guess that the coaching staff probably got a little phone call or something like that within hours of that happening saying this needs to be swiftly dealt with. Mm-hmm. Like that is just a horrible look yeah. for a program. And first, like Adrian Autry's got enough pressure on him right now to yep. win. Yep. He doesn't need that shit. Yep. Stuff going no, on. that's you a podcast. I mean? You can drop anything you want here, so, pal. So he, he doesn't he doesn't need that going on. Right. So, right. To, so to me, it's like there's one thing with the competitive nature of some of these blowout losses, okay, that, that bothers me. And I think if you're an ultra competitor like I am, Mike, that bothers anybody. Like yeah. you want to be competitive. So that's one. And number two, if there's things behind the scenes that need to be dealt with, yeah. then clean house and start this thing over. Because we both know, Mike, Adrian Autry, you know, he's still unproven as a coach because, you know, he's only been there less than a year. But it seems like him and his staff are doing a decent job recruiting, okay? Yeah. There's there's guys in the pipeline, so that should give Syracuse fans some hope. McDonald's All-Americans in the pipeline. <laughs> exactly, and you need that, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You need that to be able to compete. So, sure. you know, like the, the new football coach, Fran Brown. We don't know if he can really coach yet, Mike, right? Yep, yep. That's, that's a fact. We don't know that. But we know he's a hell of a recruiter. If Adrian Autry can fill the pipe and get players here and he can coach, we're going to be back. You yeah. Know, I think this year has been tough for a lot of diehard Syracuse fans, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that, Mike. No, there's not, but it's funny because I think if Jim were head coach, I think they'd be the exact same team about in the same record at least. I, that's the thing that's funny. Like, Okay, the blowouts are are what they are. The that, but you look, look. They needed a buzzer beater to beat Miami. I get that, right? The Wake and BC road losses clearly, I I think, is the bottom barrel of the season. I think that's the the, the worst part of it. But they've shown yeah. a, the ability to rebound. They get blown out against Virginia, then they win five in a row. Blown out against Duke after being in the first half, beat BC. Blown out against Carolina, win two in a row with the Q buzzer beater, right? Then it's lost Florida State, blown out, come back, beat NC State. But now you lose three of four. 
Uh, we're recording. We're, we're recording this before the North Carolina game, so we'll see what happens there. We're not even going to get into it because I think Carolina, and, and, and let's be, and you know, let's be honest, Mike, too, you, is going to run the floor. Feel for them because you do with everything that we just mentioned. You do. You know, they had a chance this weekend to knock Clemson off, right? They, no they doubt. Hold it to even sixties, sixty. You know, even. sixty, sixty. Yeah. And, and and then you know, as the season, like like sort of like a snapshot of their season. A couple of quick little things here and there, and boom! It was six or eight points, and everyone was hitting, heading to the the exits. And and Mike, that's been their season. Yeah, it has. Well, yeah. they haven't put it together. Yeah, they haven't put it together for forty minutes, and they they put together these eight to twelve minute stretches that are like wow, and then they fall apart. And listen, you're not going to win games. Also, when you start double bogey, double bogey, double bogey, because you know you got to get pars and birdies to get back in it. A lot of heat to try to do that. And sorry, Charlie. 41 to 24 on the glass when you're the 24, you ain't going to beat no. really many other no. teams. You know, Clemson's a really good team. I think they're going to be going on a run. I think they could be Final Four good in three weeks when we talk. But look, that rebounding margin against anybody, good luck, man. Yeah, good luck. You're looking at else. And, you know, just as a side note, I. I actually felt really great for Joe Girard, and you know, I I don't know how you felt about. I that, like the like, kid a lot. I've been a fan. He, he, I like him. He gets two two thousand points, eighteen yep. points. Yep. So efficient. I mean, you saw his stat line, right, Mike? Yeah. Oh he, God. He yeah. He, was, he didn't chuck up twenty shots to get those nope. eighteen points. I think he took six shot attempts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So like, I felt really good for him coming back. And if there was any booing, I get it. People, you know, giving him the business a little bit. But man, that kid. Yep. Took a lot of heat here. Okay, for for all the years he was here because of what he was doing in high school, fifty points a game and all that stuff. But you know what? I think you would agree, Mike. That kid has maxed out his abilities. Yeah, he's a player. He's a player. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. He's a player. Yep, he's a scorer. He's a leader. He's all that stuff. Yeah, and it might only be on the college level. Maybe he okay. It's a pro, but guess what? Awesome. That's fine. That but that's fine. That was Tim Tebow too, though. You know, I mean, it's like. You know, you, you still, still you can't take the awesomeness you, out of Tim Correct, Tim. correct. And for and for the trouble that you know, and I'm not saying Gerard accomplished what Tebow did, but you get my point. The 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 yeah. compare the comparison is the great college career still happened, and you can't take it away from him. Speaking of which, no Jerry McNamara also had one of those college careers, and that is where the problem lies, is that the the, the fan base, you know, they anointed Joe Gerard, Jerry McNamara before he walked in the door. And you know how that is with the lacrosse thing. Oh, and we're we're gonna get into that later with the number twenty two thing and the pressure and anointing somebody before they're even, you know, someone, it's very difficult, right? It's like, it's like you, you're a center fielder in New York and all of a sudden you're supposed to be Mickey, like Bobby Mercer faced that, right? You're supposed well, to be, you know, you're supposed to be well, uh, I, Mickey Mantle, you know? I, I, I hope for the program and I definitely hope for Adrian Autry that the best that they can, they finish the season out strong, whatever that means, Mike, because yeah. let's face it, I think at this point it's a foregone conclusion they're not going to the NCAA tournament this year. They're just not. They're not a tournament team. They could win the ACC. Anything's possible. I get it. Not likely. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they get an invite to the NIT or, you know, whatever other postseason. And they should they should go at that. Like, hey, these are extra practices. This sure. is extra auditions for the guys on the bench or whatever. So, to me, finish out what you have strong and take pride and what you are and who you are in the team. And even Adrian Autry and his staff, right? Take pride in that. And and so I hope that that happens. Yeah, and so I, the, the, the one, um, I, I want to ask you about the future, you know, of the team here in a second. But Joe Girardi mentioned 2,000 points. And, 
And, you know, look, he 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 went to Clemson. He did his thing. He admitted to Mike Waters in, in a great interview that, you know, he was a Jim Beheim recruit and no disrespect to Red, but he was a Jim recruit and he wanted to test something else and go somewhere else and, you know, get out of his little bubble of New York State and all that. And, and he was open and honest. And I would have probably done the same thing. I mean, everybody can do what they want. And he had an opportunity and he he went somewhere else and, and, and he's thriving. But, hey, Mike, but it's worked out pretty darn well for him. Yeah, no kidding. And by the way, could you imagine going to college at Clemson? Oh my no. God. Um, but here's the thing. Wouldn't it have been interesting had he stayed and gotten 2,000 points here? He would have joined six guys with 2,000 points. Can you, Mr. Syracuse, Charlie Lockwood, Hall of Famer, lacrosse stud, and, and a Jim Beheim, uh, uh, a walk-on guy, can you name those six players who have scored 2,000? Okay, so I just want to make sure I got this right. So there's six... Six all-time Syracuse basketball players have 2,000 points. So just so you know, I'm being straight. I didn't realize it was that many, okay? Oh, you didn't? Okay. So the answer's probably going to be no, but let me at least give it a shot. Okay. Okay? So we'll start with Lawrence Moulton. Of course. Yep. Lead, leading all time leading scorer. Yep. He, he's all he's all he, he was a teammate of mine. Twenty two thirty four. Yep. Okay, so we got Lawrence Moulton. Now think so. let me give you this is not a hint. It's just a reminder. It's not a hint. But think about guys, remember, who easily could have left the NBA and this is a different era and guys stayed three, yeah, four years. Guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta remember the the, the older guys. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up another buddy of mine, but I, I don't know he's gonna be close. John Wallace nailed it. He's third on the list with twenty one nineteen two thousand one hundred nineteen. He's third on the list. Okay, so there's an okay, so so we got Derek Coleman nailed it. Number two all time with two thousand one forty three. So you you hit one, two, and three. Now the other three guys, I think personally, one is completely obvious. The other one is, okay, he had way better career than maybe we thought. And the other one is like, for him to be on this list and be the greatest of something else in program history is mind-boggling to me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I should know these things. Well, no, not really. Things. No, one one of them you're not going to get. I'm telling you. Okay. So, is Stevie Thompson on that list? Uh, great guess. Close. 44 points short. Oh. Yeah. Okay. By the way, you know who would have been on the list? Remember when Devendorf played that one year? He would have been on if he had gotten member that granted that other year. Okay, okay. Oh, He's man. not on it, but remember that year, 10 games played, 2007, okay, so 2008. Yeah. at least this favor, and then we got to move on here. Yeah. So, the, the, the last three guys. Yeah. Are they like, give me an era at least. Okay, like, national championship down, team. National down. championship team. Boom, you got two right oh, there. Oh, my God. Yep. Jerry. Uh, so, so, so one of them, it's either Hakeem Warwick or Jerry Mack. Well, it's both. Both. Okay, so I got both those guys. So I got five out of six. Yeah, well, yeah, but I gave you a little. You had to ask to get You're Warwick. Good. Come on, you, you, you weren't going to get Warwick. Yeah. So, so Warwick and and Mack. Yeah. So this other guy. I'm, so it goes. It, listen, it goes. Moten, Coleman, Wallace, G Mack, and Warwick. That's one through five. The sixth Dave guy. Are, who? Well, who'd you say? Dave Bing. No, good one. No, eighteen hundred eighty-three points. Nope. I got it. You got to tell me. I'm not going to get it because you already. Sherman Douglas. Wow. See, I, I was thinking of sister. Buddy, here's and that's why I said it's amazing he's on it because I think he was the greatest passer in the history of the school. Wow. Unbelievable, wow. right? So, he, yeah. So he, so he would have been included if he. Okay. That's so what he, I'm saying. So and he still got some games left now. Is that a fair comparison? Because I've heard this recently more than I've ever heard, Mike. 
is 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 Joe Girard playing five years? Yeah. Or is it four? No, it's because he, he got the extra. He got the extra. Um, you know, and, and I know that's the thing when you add games and add years. I know it's you can't. It's hard. That's what we do, right? We have comparing eras. That's why it's hard. Do you know recently, Mike? I've actually heard of guys, and I'm, I'm not so sure it's always sour grapes, but I've heard a legitimate argument made that if guys break a record in five years as opposed to four, yep, they should have an asterisk next to it. Yeah, and I understand that. I understand all that, and and that's you know you're getting into that now with the NFL and 17 games and more, 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 and look at the playoff rounds in yeah. baseball. You're getting into that, yeah. but here's the thing. Joe Girard, though, if you look at the 2,000 points when he scored it, he didn't do it 32 games later. He did it only 23 games after four years. So it's not like the guy, you know, it's not like he needed a season and a half to do it. He did do it 23 games later. And by the way, he should blow past 2,000, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel, uh, you know, just to wrap it up, I, I feel really good for that kid. Yeah, me too. And you know what? He didn't seem to really put it in anyone's face if you know what i mean yep. after the game either he seemed very respectful and very thankful of this community and all the fans and to me that was class i like him i like him a lot charlie lockwood with us the lacrosse hall of famer in his own right here on the ml sports platter brought to you by camillo's golf club and stanley law offices um all right in 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 closing the su hoops talk and then i got one quick on lacrosse and we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll say bye um so how do you feel then future wise you already mentioned red like transition year uh, as bad as it's gotten, there is a lot of good. Um, you got to give them time. You got McDonald's kids coming in, blah, blah, blah. NIL transfer portal's a factor. Where do you land? Do you feel good about, okay. as sure, soon as sure. next year, do you feel good? Pretty simple, Mike. I'm just going to say this, and it's sort of a blanket statement with Syracuse Athletics. And, and maybe it's just because when I was at Syracuse, the football team was playing for big bowls. The hoops teams was going for six sweet sixteens, elite eights. Those were almost given. Okay, to me, Syracuse basketball, without question, should be a tournament basketball team. I'm talk, talk, not talking about NIT. They should be an NCAA basketball tournament team mm-hmm. that, on any you know, maybe every second or third attempt or whatever, should be able to make a run and be a threat in that tournament. Okay, to me, that should be the expectation. So for Adrian Autry. And just being real, and I'm sure he would appreciate this because he's a guy that thrives on pressure, okay? When you're the Syracuse head basketball coach and you're making the money he is in central New York, the expectation is to go to the tournament. He's going to have two, three, four years to do that, Mike. He's going to have, like you said, you got to give him some time. But that window, and, you know, two, three, four years, Mike, as you know, it's like a snap of a finger. Mm -hmm. It goes very quick. Mm -hmm. If he's not producing NCAA tournament teams, and like I said, occasionally making a deep run like coach Bayheim did for so many years, he's going to feel a lot of pressure. Yeah. So to me, that's the expectation. That's fair. That's really, really fair. That's fair. At, I mean, because you didn't say, well, you know, a lot of the delusional fan, well, final four, final, you didn't say that. You said tournament every year, occasional couple, two, three. Okay. Make that run round of 32. Maybe a guy comes back. You get lucky a couple, oh, round of 16. 16 yep. Yep. Every, and then you look at the final four history with Jim. You look at it. They went to one before Jim. He went to five. He coached 47 years, five final fours. Do the math. One final four every nine years. Knocked on the door. The tournament almost yep. every year. Yes. But tons of sweet 16s, tons of elite eights, tons, tons of them. Exciting. Do you, do you know what that does for this community? Oh my God, dude! And you look at the look at the NCA runner-ups. You got, I mean, you got those too. You got a couple of those yeah. in there. You got eighty-seven yeah. and ninety-six in there too. 
Yeah. So, anyways, I you know. I, that's I'm, a fair I'm, take. I'm, that's I'm, very I'm fair. Orange, and I'm, I'm hoping that's, that's fair. Red Autry. I I, I I I love him as a as a, a former teammate and friend. And yep. I know. I know he's got a tough job. Yeah, he just came on my show, and you know I love him too. I got have you. I got to send you the. Uh, did you listen to that interview yet, or no? No, I've not. Oh yet. come on! Where you been? I thought you were. I thought you were a P one listener. Listen a lot of interviews. Man. Right. Every once in a while, I gotta right. do something else. Yeah, I know, but you got to put me at the top of the list. I mean, come on. Here. Okay, all right. All right. So let's talk lax, man. Yeah, let's get into it right here. Um, I know it's early. I know the meat meat of the schedule is. Uh, we got Maryland here coming up, right? And this will air before the that game. Um, are you are you ex- are you curbing your excitement here? I mean, they look good. The offense, right? Sharing the ball, and maybe maybe this team potentially great or elite and Charlie a superstar on the roster you know exactly what that looks like where, where are we at here how you feeling so, so this is this is and again I think this is pretty simple if you're a Syracuse fan and you're a diehard and you, and you know what you've been watching over the last five and 10 15 years you'll know as far as starts go Mike the three and all start yeah they haven't been playing anyone real real tough no blue bloods or anything like that but the start looks different than the start over the last, say, eight to ten years. Bingo. How they've dominated the flash and the efficiency. Okay, so those are all great things to build on. Maryland, Army, Cornell, oh. Duke, oh. Virginia, Notre Dame, <laughs> North Carolina, Utah. But just so you know, to all the teams I just mentioned, yeah, those aren't just tournament teams. Those are teams that can win national championships. That's exactly right. Sy- Syracuse has got the toughest schedule in the country. Yep. So I will get super excited once they get through like the next three or four games to see where they really stand. Maryland this Saturday in the dome, Maryland is the modern day Syracuse, Mike. If you look at their last 10 years, guess where they've made a home? The final four. Guess where Syracuse hasn't been the last 10 years? The final four. They haven't won it since 2009. The whole thing. uh, 2013, they lost to Duke. Okay, so they, they, you know, we'll just say, you know, they haven't been to a Final Four in 10 years, Mike, which yeah. is hard for me to believe. No, no but I'm saying that. haven't won the title the whole thing since 09, Syracuse. It's, been, it's yeah. been an eternity. Yeah. So, like, so Maryland, the team that's coming in this Saturday, yeah. they're the, I would say, for the last 10 years, they're the standard of lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, to me, you beat Maryland this Saturday, and I think it just really says, whoa. Maybe Syracuse lacrosse is back hmm. because right now I think people are excited about it sure. and them blowing people out and all this, and they deserve what they're getting right now. But they haven't beaten a blue blood. Maryland's a blue blood. Yeah. This would put them on another level, give them a springboard hmm. to the rest of the season because, Mike, after Maryland, they got Utah on a Wednesday night. Utah was in the tournament last year. Yep. Then they got Army, Cornell. Dude, then they get into the ACC. It's murderer's row. Like sometimes I look at their schedule and say they need more cream puffs. It's the schedule. old Big East in basketball, man. It's crazy. It really so anyways, is, dude. Like, like Joey Spelina, you, you mentioned him earlier. He's, he's doing a great job. Yeah. But I'm telling you straight up because I've I've talked to former players. We've talked about what's going on. Their supporting cast is so legit. Yeah. Mike, meaning that they're smart, cerebral IQ guys. I don't think, other than Joey, they have like a household name where it jumps off the page. Their goalie's very good, obviously, and their faceoff guy's good. But as a team, they play so darn well together. I mean, the Colgate game. I'll just give you one example here, and we'll get we'll uh, I'll shut up. But Colgate beats Penn State first week of college across Penn State at Penn State. Penn State was the number four team in the country. Huge upset. They come to Syracuse two days later. 
they play like this funky zone where Mike or um yeah I was gonna say Mike Powell <laughs> Joey Spolina was behind the cage with nobody guarding him Mike mm-hmm. it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen he sat back there and it was like target practice mm-hmm. he would pass the ball nothing crazy just fundamental passing to guys wide open and our guys were just picking them apart but it it seems easy and you say well Jesus anyone could do that well no that's not how it works you actually do need guys that can finish sure. and, and finish plays. They have those guys now. Yeah. So I'm excited. I love offense, of course. Yeah. So their offense, I, I think their <laughs> offense, Mike, is probably going to be top three in the country, if not the best, this year. Wow. It's it's in between the lines and their defense that's going to be the question marks as we get through the season. So I'm super excited, but it's I would say it's tempered because they haven't played the big guys yet. We're going to know a lot about Syracuse lacrosse in the next three to four weeks. Well, I'm going to have you back on. That's what, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do the video one when we, we're going to do the that one next. One. Yeah. Yep. I'll make sure I shave and I got my suit and tie on. And oh, I was hoping, I was tie. hoping, no, I was hoping, I was hoping facial. I was hoping some gruff and a swimsuit and no shirt, <laughs> no shirt. No shirt, okay. drinking a beer. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, no let shirt. Me, uh, let me hit the gym here for the next. <laughs> no shirt, drinking a beer and swim trunks. That's what I want. Um, Yikes. You're, y- you know, you'll lose a lot of lot of people. <clears throat> no, no, no. You're you're thinking. No, I'm going to gain them. You don't know what our society does these days. I'm going to gain them. Hey, hey, Mike. What's the upside there for me? I just I'm just curious. Uh, help me. You just, you know what? You probably go up even a level than where you were. You know, come on. No, gotcha. no, no, gotcha. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know what though? I mean, goodness, God, I. 34, I mean, they scored 54 goals, man. I don't care who you're playing, 54 goals. They're efficient, too. You know, some of their guys aren't even playing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and Colgate's a top-20 team. I mean, it's not like they played, you know, a, right? I mean, they didn't play a D3 yeah, squad. What, what I'm saying now is it just you know, the polls came out this morning, Mike. Yeah. Syracuse is five in the country. Maryland's four. Sure. That's all you got to need to know. Yeah. And Maryland has won multiple Final oh, Four they're games, unreal. multiple yeah. championships. They. They're the standard. They're yeah. the, the measuring stick. Oh, so. man. That's yeah, exciting. I got to tell you this, though, in, in, in closing, I do feel like there is, um, you know, and Coach Gate obviously brought some of it, you know, when he w- when he changed roles, fine. But I think with Coach Jack, that women's team's good, man. Coach Jack, Fran Brown, Red, and Gary. I just, the energy, you know, I, I like, I love the energy, you know what I mean? Up there right now with those yeah, guys it, it, and gals. Just across the board, it seems like right? it's a fresh look. Fresh look. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. I mean, you got Fran Brown running around the dome, picking up garbage. Come on, <laughs> man. I, listen, Mike, I, I said this to you, we've talked, Jeez. you know, texted and all that. I've never seen a guy in all my years, and I, I don't even want to say how many years that is. I've never seen a guy get after it like this Fran Brown Dude. recruiting. Ever. 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 And he's picking up garbage in the facility where they play home games. And he pulled over last week and played uh, flag football with the fraternity. Now, now Mike, Mike, here's the $60,000 question. In his Air Jordans. I had to mention that. In his brand new, in his Air Jordans. He played in the mud. Mike, Mike, can he? Can he, can he coach? Well, I don't know that right now, but, <laughs> but when we get to it, we'll figure it out if he can. But right now for well, what I, players. For, yeah, for what I know and for what he's done, 
I like it. Okay, it's mid February, and I like what I see. He, we all do. We don't know if he can coach, but we can't. We can't judge him on that when we haven't seen him. I can judge him on everything he's done, and everything he's That's done: right. community, team leader, recruiter, uh, uh, a builder, sure builder of a roster, his personality, the way he cares. Yeah. He checks every freaking box so far. Good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited about it, and, and like you said, hey, these things happen with transitions, Coach B to yeah. Brad. Yeah. It's just like, how do you handle the adversity? Because it's yeah. adversity right now that those kids and the, and the coaching staff dealing with. Yeah. How do they get through it? Yeah, well, this was great. Charlie Locke with the Hall of Famer uh, in his own right. Obviously, he knows a thing or two about winning from West Genesee on up to Syracuse and Team USA. And the whole deal, um, always love our conversations, the 2015 USA Lacrosse uh, Hall of Famer, of course. And uh, Charlie, we're going to do this again. We're going to do it probably on video. Um, and uh, I can't wait because I want to talk to you about a lot of the stuff you just ended with. We'll blend in some culture talk. We'll see where the hoops team is, the lax team is at that point, and I'll talk to you down the road, man. Yeah, and my my yeah, phone's always open. I got unlimited data for you. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> let's uh, let's let the Q's lax team get a a few more games under their belt, and they're going to be meaningful ones. And then we'll we'll uh, circle the the train back around and. We'll see where we're at. At CH Insurance, your family is our family. We take pride in protecting you, your loved ones, and the things that matter most with the best personal coverage at the best premium. From home and auto insurance to boat, motorcycle, renter's insurance, CH finds the exact coverage you need without breaking the bank. They believe in their community and care about those they do business with. I have both personal and business policies with CH, and there's never a doubt they're in my corner. CH Insurance, in your corner every day, every way. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.